Hey guys, Jim here with Creative Play and Podcast Network, and here we are again in August. It is now hashtag RPG a day again for its eighth year. God, it's it's been so long. Again, we're joining in with all the other tabletop gamers out there to get creative and use the prompts now for RPG a day 2021 to inspire you guys to all write, vlog, blog, draw cool pictures. This year they're asking for whatever you do, do. So we are going to go ahead and start out with the next day. All right, guys, here we go. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim here. And Kelly. Welcome back to hashtag RPG a day 2021 where we vlog, blog, podcast, write, and make little pictures. I still have to do doodles. For all the things we love about RPGs this August 2021. And today is the 23rd memory. Memory. All alone in the moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> I know I sang the other one last time, so uh, you know, just a quick snip of that one. <laughs> Not that I can sing, but you know. <laughs> so it's of course, fun. I, I will coin, throw out there: Do not trust your memory. Write down notes. Write down notes often. Make lots of notes. Kelly's great at notes. Oh, I am not. <laughs> you you are fantastic with your notebooks. Nah. I, however, like to podcast, so that way I don't have to worry about memorizing things and watch, and I can watch them so I don't have to remember them. Well, that's actually why we started mm-hmm. recording them, was because, God, it would just been so much nice if we could just listen to what happened last time <laughs> so I, I, I could remember, and then, like, well, then why don't we? And then the next tip was, well, why don't we post them? Because, like, ah, <laughs> oh, I would love to listen to that. You know, we, well, we have it recorded. So, yeah, there, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Which pleasantly lets us get to record memories and we can relive them. Mm-hmm. And with things like the RPG a day um, lets you relive, you know, memories of past gaming experiences and stuff. So that's nice, too. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a good part of it because part of gaming's big thing is the memories you make while gaming. Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean that's that that everybody has you know somewhere they can sit down and say no shit there we were moment in a game and talk and reminisce about it, and you yep. just see them glow when they talk. Like remember that one time your character did this? That was awesome. And it's like <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> So memory is a really important thing when it comes to games. Plus, you know, from a gaming point of view, I will throw out there, if you can have any way of getting photographic memory or idealic memory or some kind of psychic, you know, total recall ability, as a player, get it. Because then you can totally make your GM's life hell. Because you can look at them and say, 
I'm using this power because I know the answer. What is the answer again? Because as, oh, yeah. as Jim the player, I forgot. One of my Scion characters had that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, okay, mm-hmm, now you have to tell me what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, as a GM, if you can find ways to have bad guys jack up your player's memory, there's nothing cooler than jacking up their memory so they wake up with deja vu <sighs> and, and total amnesia about what they're doing. That's just mean. I mean, one of the uh, Star Wars games I played in, they used to, there's a, a gas that's used for security. And there's been a, a couple different podcasts of all used it because it's such a great tool. But it's a knockout gas that a security company uses in Star Wars to take out people who are breaking and entering. And it also gives them short-term amnesia. What did you just say? Short-term amnesia. What, what did you do? <laughs> so you can totally have a fun one-shot of all of a sudden you have all these players wake up and looking at each other, not knowing who they are. It's almost like, wasn't there a sci-fi comic book and TV show based on a bunch of people who woke up with amnesia? <laughs> and part of their journey was to figure out who they were in Dark Matter. Yeah. Which you can have a fun game that way, especially if you can have a way of limiting where they go, like a spaceship or a village, having mm-hmm. them figure out who the hell they are and what the hell they're doing. Yeah, and it was interesting because it gave them, it's like, you they had the opportunity to become different people. Mm-hmm. And then, but then to find out that you're like this horrible person, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Yes, in Dark Matter, the, the comic book and the show, they basically were your typical adventuring party. So it was all about blowing shit up and taking money. <laughs> Are you implying that we're all just murdering hobos? <laughs> well, a good solid 70% with a little 20% of altruism dashed in and 10% survivalism. Because sometimes survivalism requires you to uh, fall back on more than just memory. It makes you have to innovate and deal with quick surprises. I don't know. I think I want to uh, try and instead of calling murder hobos, uh, maybe uh, that uh, we're a uh, um, itinerant abattoir. I think it sounds prettier. <laughs> that classes that shit up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're a mobile butchery. <laughs> mobile slaughterhouse. Yeah. Just itinerant abattoir sounds so much better. <laughs> It sounds it sounds fancy. It sounds super fancy. Mm-hmm. And, and as a player for a character idea, you can totally pull the amnesia card of I washed up in the river and these people took me in and then I became an adventurer. <laughs> and occasionally, if, if seriously, if you're a player who's stuck on you don't have anything for background and you can't think of any cool ideas because we all think that when we're put on the spot. That you can go with the I have amnesia, I don't remember my or anything past a year ago, and then do cool things in game where you're just like, oh, I have a flashback. Wait, I remember. I'm I'm remembering something. Mm-hmm. I've seen this flashback from 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 my bygone life before it all clear, wiped away. So don't be afraid of playing with memory. I mean that that can totally be a fun thing. And as a player, never be afraid to ask your GM, do I remember anything about this person, place, or thing? Yeah, be- sure. Make a roll. <laughs> yeah. Because totally, I, I'm a huge fan when Would players Would that be do history? That. 
that could totally be history. It could totally be perception. I mean, depending on how you want to play it off, you could totally use it for different things. You know, it could be a knowledge check to see if you remember something, you know, like if it's Star Wars, a knowledge check to see if you recall from back in your day at university, you know, or back when you used to play chess and that old smuggler captain that trained you taught you all these dirty tricks. It's good to memorize certain things. And not have to actually pull it out of memory, but actually just ask your GM, do I remember this in character? True enough. Because let's not forget, when we're playing our characters, we don't know 90% of our characters' background themselves, you know. We just know what we've come up with so far. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing cooler when reading a book when the character has a memory flashback that reveals something about their character. Especially if they go, I remember an old smuggler's port or an old pirate port. Because then it makes you think twice about the character. If you have memories of this place, I'm looking at you in a different light. And of course, for today, I'll throw out the other words since it's back to the weekdays. It is innovation, quick, and surprise. If you had anything you want to throw out for that. Oh, I'm not very innovative today. Okay. <laughs> then I'll be quick to throw in there that I'm a big fan of innovation. Fifth edition is like the child of innovation for D&D because they took things from fourth, from classic three, and they, they brought some stuff from other RPGs like the inspiration system, which is hugely cool. And I the, do like the inspiration mm-hmm, system. And the ideals, merits, and flaws because it makes you role play your character for a reward, mm-hmm. which I'm a huge fan of because that's a great innovation. Yeah. And the fact that they created cantrips in fifth, which they totally took from fourth edition which was the at-will spells. Yeah, see, I mean, it makes total sense, too, because it's like back in the old days, I never wanted to play a, a, um, a, a caster mm-hmm. because it's like <laughs> it, it, they had such terrible hit points. You know, you stub your toe, you're dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and there was only so many spells you could cast, at least with cantrips. Um, you, and the, the way you have the, the cantrips are basically unlimited. They mm-hmm. may not be super powerful, you know, but you have something that you can all, you can fall back on traditionally. Mm-hmm. And some of them were so much fun. I mean, come on, <laughs> vicious mockery. It's a hoot. I mean, it doesn't do a lot of damage, but it gives them disadvantage on the next attack. And that's huge. Exactly. And, of course, the advantage-disadvantage system was a great innovation. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's one of those of innovation is a good thing. Things evolve. Things change. As we play as players, we our tastes and games change. You know, it's like the back in the day when everybody went from D&D to Vampire because of the new innovative system they used with the D10s and all that good stuff. And then things just, you know, rolled from there to fate, you know. New versions of D&D, Pathfinder that branched off from D&D. It's, innovation is a good thing in our, our hobby. Mm-hmm. And of course, quick, quick I'll throw out is it's good to have quick decisions. So when the next person is playing, plot your decision before and try to come up with two or three things you can do just in case. Because there's nothing worse than when someone blocks your shot. <laughs> and surprise, I know D&D no longer has the surprise round like it did in older editions where all of those folks that had surprise would get to go. And all of those who didn't, you know, were, were basically left watching as they got beat up and shot. And that's kind of what surprise is all about. 
But it is good to use surprise in your game, so there's nothing wrong with... You can set an ambush. Yeah, you can totally set an ambush to give you guys advantage in the situation, as well as use use stealth. Use the holding action trick to, to, to do something. But just make sure if you hold action, every GM will tell you, okay, so you're holding action, you're going to do what, what if what. So <laughs> that way... You, you don't just say, I'm putting my bow at the door, shooting the first thing that comes through the door, because we will literally throw an NPC victim in front of your arrow and make you shoot them. You know, you want to be specific for the first person who makes an aggressive action against my friends, I shoot. Or mm-hmm. the first one that's aggressive against us, I'm going to charge and try to tackle. Or if I see this person starting to cast, mm-hmm. I shoot them. And then you find out they cast a truth-telling spell to reveal that they cannot <laughs> lie, and you shot them for that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so surprise is an important thing, like just like in real life, you know, it's it's one of those of take advantage of surprise, and never be afraid of surprising your GM because that's always a great thing. It's great when your GM you do something that your GM had no freaking clue you were gonna do. And it just makes the night magical. Oh, well, not all GMs are as receptive to that. Um, but yeah, there was a few times where we like totally, we did something totally unexpected. Mm-hmm. The flummox sucks in the moment, but it's surprisingly exciting when it happens because it means your players are really in the role and they're taking charge. And hopefully the GM can respond quickly mm-hmm. with something innovative. And maybe something they planned ahead and they had in their memory. (laughs) So I'm thinking we pretty much covered those topics. What do you think, Kelly? I think so. Alrighty. So that's going to wrap it up for August the 23rd memory. Hopefully we didn't babble on, or at least I didn't babble on enough. And you can translate the grains of greatness that we gave you into something that you can share. Maybe something that's ancient. And solve any problems that you may be having. Well, I think you're pushing it on that one. But I, uh, but I did cover all the words for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Thank you for listening. And we will talk to you tomorrow on August the 24th. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition, and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.